You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. I'm David Garrido. Welcome along to the La Liga Lowdown Minipod with Rodos Sakanov, broadcast on Sirius XM FC 157 in North America. Slightly different format for this week's pod as we recap match day five in La Liga. That is because we are in Madrid for the World Football Summit this week. A La Liga Lowdown involved in a fantastic two-day event. So I thought I'd take the chance and do that really rare thing in this world of uber connectivity and actually talk with real people face to face. It's hello to you and McT resident of this fair city and hello to Alex Johnson uh, who has made the trip to uh, Madrid from Galicia to attend the World Football Summit with us guys are we looking forward to it? Yeah I mean I thought you guys were just coming to Madrid to visit me I didn't realise there was a summit that you actually came for but that's okay I think it'll be good What we do is we organise glamorous events and then decide that we're going to come to to Madrid and visit you that's how it works Are you looking forward to the speakers we're going to see? Yeah of course a little bit more excited to meet you, Anne, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be, be real fun and there's a, a lot of interesting people. Yeah, uh, I think the highlight uh, has got to be the headline grabber. Ronaldo Nazario, of course, now majority shareholder of Real Valladolid, but plenty more besides. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with that on our Twitter feed, which is at La Liga Lowdown. Just to set the scene, uh, we are here in a hotel, having just watched Barcelona drop their first points of the season. It was a 2-2 draw at home to Girona. Uh, having had Clement Longley sent off as well. So one of a number of red cards on match day five in La Liga. Uh, Lionel Messi, who else got the opener? Then the Longley red card for use of the elbow. Christian Stuani, who else? With a double to give Girona chance of a famous victory at the camp now. But then Gerard Piquet made it 2-2. And that is how it finished. What did you make of it? Were Girona good value for the point, first of all? Um, well, what I made of it was I wasn't very surprised, as everyone who was tuning into the La Liga Lowdown Twitter account on Monday will have remembered I said that this was going to be a draw because I was really impressed by Girona on Monday when they played Celta Vigo. And they're just so good on the break. And we saw that, OK, maybe when they had 11 men in the Barcelona team, Girona didn't have much joy. But when Barcelona went down to 10, all of a sudden, Girona had lots of chances on the break, took a couple of goals, and in my opinion, were good value for their point. What about... Super Christian Stuani now joint leader in the Pichichi standings with Lionel Messi. Who'd have thought it? It's incredible. He's actually scored five goals in the last three matches. Two against Celta last time, two now at Camp Nou. It's just incredible. Now then, 
the next time that these two sides meet will very possibly be at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami for the reverse fixture on the 27th of January. Let's just bring you up to date with this whole story because last week, La Liga, Girona and Barcelona all announced that they'd written to the Spanish FA to ask permission to stage the game in the USA. Now, what have the Spanish FA said since then? Well, they've said there is a 0.0 chance of it happening, so quite low, uh, that UEFA and FIFA are against it, as are the players' union. Um, but Javier Tebas... President of La Liga has hit back since to say that they aren't arguments, that FIFA don't have a say, that UEFA haven't pronounced themselves on this issue and that they are talking to the players' union. I don't think we've actually talked about this in any great depth between us, certainly not in person. How do we all genuinely, honestly feel about the potential prospect of a La Liga game being staged in the USA in four months' time? Ewan, first to you on this one. Yeah, I think the... The thing that strikes me most about this is, so Huesca Stadium, they were the 99th stadium to host a La Liga game when Huesca debuted uh, in the first division last week, which means that the 100th stadium will probably be Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, which I think just is in a weird way kind of glorious. Um, (laughs) But getting to the actual issue, I think uh, this is something that could have been done a lot better. The idea for some people is just a non-starter for some people. It could be a possibility, but the way I think La Liga have gone about it could have been done better. They could have, for example, spoken to the players before they announced it, which by all accounts, they did not. Okay. Alex, what's your thoughts on this? It's an incredibly thorny issue, but where do you sit? Well, I I completely dislike the idea. I think you are taking away a part of what is La Liga if you're going to play La Liga in another country and do it at a stadium like in, in the US, it just because becomes something else. It becomes a jippo uh, about uh, marketing advertisements. And sure, I can understand that fans in the United States would be like, but think about us, we're also fans and we also want to go to the matches. Mm. Yeah, but this is that's not La Liga if it's going to be played in the US because there's so much about La Liga that is more than just the football on the pitch. It's the, it's the passion. And you're taking away maybe the most important match for the Euroma supporters of the season and puts it on the other side of the globe. Mm. I don't see anything positive with it in, in that sense. It's interesting, wasn't it, then... They announced the sort of different compensation measures for the fans, right? The Girona fans, if you don't want to go to Miami, if you don't want to go to the camp now, if you don't want to go to either of those games, you get 40% of your season ticket back. But surely the point of buying the season ticket in the first place is to see that game at home to Barcelona, isn't it? So in any case, whether it happens or not, we will, we will find out. So Barcelona and Real Madrid both on 13 points from five games. And Madrid are there because uh, they beat Espanyol by a goal to nil. Hard-fought victory, not particularly comfortable one. And it was Marco Asensio who got the winner. It was confirmed by VAR after the referee, Mateo Laos, had originally said he was offside. Uh, but you, admittedly, um, Espanyol made life difficult, didn't they, for Real Madrid? Borja Iglesias hit the bar as well, sort of managed to jump on Sergio Ramos and, and, and get past him and hit the bar. Um what do you think the Real Madrid fans can actually reasonably take from this game, apart from obviously the three points? Well, I think there were two positives. One was this time when Marco Asensio shot, he actually looked at the goal and didn't try a no-look shot. That's a massive positive. <laughs> uh, Julian Lopetegui probably had something to say about that after the Roma game. But the other main thing has to be, OK, they only won 1-0 against Espanyol, a team they regularly absolutely thrash. But they did so without Marcelo, without Bale, without Tony Cruz. So if they can rest these players and still win games, that reminds me a little bit of two years ago when they had the B team, Zidane's B team, Plan B, and they could go out, go to a difficult away game or a difficult home game and get the three points. If they can do that without stars like this, then Real Madrid are definitely in the, with a chance for the league. 
What about uh, the keeper situation? Uh, Courtois seems to be given the nod in the league. Uh, Navas in the Champions League. Uh, is this Lopetegui's solution then? It could be. I mean, so in 2014 and 2015, this rotating the goalkeepers thing actually worked. Casillas was the goalkeeper in the Champions League and not the league. And Real Madrid won the Champions League. And then in 2015, Ter Stegen was in the Champions League and not the league. Mm. And Barcelona won the Champions League and also the league with Claudio Bravo. So it has worked in the past. Uh, both goalkeepers may be not happy. We look at how those situations ended. They ended with Diego Lopez being sold by Real Madrid. They ended with Claudio Bravo being sold by Barcelona. It's a short-term solution maybe for this year, but... It's no way you've got two keepers of that quality are going to be happy sharing minutes for the long term. What about Espanyol? Um, we were a little doubtful as to how well they might perform at the start of the season. Espanyol, you uh, and said, might struggle. Uh, and they might still. It's a long old season. But what has Ruby done here, Alex? You know, Diego Lopez has come out and said the signs are good for this season. So what, what do you notice is different? Well, to start off, if we're speaking about Ruby, is that I'm not that surprised that it's going well for him. Uh, he did a really, really good job in Girona a few years back, where th- the first time that they were actually close to reaching La Liga, it was him who was behind that Girona team. Then Barcelona nicked him off Girona and put him in their training staff, uh, and he didn't last there very long. And then from there, he's just been in this sort of circle where he's gone to the wrong club in the wrong time, and things have not worked out. And right now, it just seems like he's at the right place at the right time with the right players uh, and he really got these players to get out of their shell a bit um, and it's just been immense they've done well seven points from five games and given the opposition that they've played that's that's absolutely fine for Espanyol um, let's turn our attention to Atletico Madrid whose head coach Diego Simeone said before their trip to Hedafe that he would happily have less possession if it meant the opposition teams didn't score against his uh, so wish granted 2-0 to Atletico at full time at the Coletama Alfonso Perez Thomas Lamar uh, the architect of both goals welcome to La Liga Thomas um, the first a rasping shot came back off the bar hit the ground hit David Soria's back and went in so effectively a David Soria own goal and the second a smart finish from the acute angle close in but really it was the move itself that has really earned the plaudits Lucas Hernandez the man who recovered possession gives it to Coque who finds Felipe Luis Griezmann gets involved lays it off to Saul then Juan Fran down the right hand side and Lamar himself also involved before it goes back the other way of the pitch and eventually he scores uh, there was actually a, a red card in this game as well. Uh, Hetafe Ivan Alejo was sent off for a stamp on Saul. Okay, guys. So first of all, actually you, and I want to come to you about that goal. Because that's very, very unletico like isn't it? This was uh, this was very strange. This was very unatletico. But in a way, maybe it isn't. They had a similar goal at Mestalla in the opening game. It was a very nice passing move. And then that one that they scored against Monaco uh, last midweek as well. I mean, that was a one-touch football. Koki uh, into Griezmann into Costa. Maybe this is something that Atletico are adding to their game. The ability to break quickly and beautifully on the counter-attack. But it must be such a relief, though, for Diego Simeone to get a clean sheet. Because it's only the second one in in seven games. Is there an element to which they've also just got to get the basics right again and be a little bit more Atletico-esque in just their approach to games? Yeah, I definitely think so. It feels like Atletico this season has not really been the Atletico that we are used to. They are letting in goals too easy. They are having too much possession, which in other teams sounds strange to say, but when it comes to Atletico, it's not a team that likes having the possession. They are so much better when they don't. And just in general this season, they, they have not looked at all like Atletico. So Keeping a clean sheet is definitely something that is very important for them, maybe more than for other teams. 
Well, it could well be that they've turned the corner now because, as you mentioned, you and that move that led to that goal in Monaco, well, they came from behind to win 2-1. They've also won this game by two goals against Getafe. Now, the two teams who finished directly below Atleti in La Liga last season went head-to-head in the Valencian Community Derby on Sunday. Valencia headed to Villarreal looking for their first win of the season. A feisty, frenetic, family-related game. No, it wasn't. It was none of those. My goodness, this was Dullsville, USA. Um, Nil-nil. The only real talking point, Danny Parejo's red card for a late challenge, also Marcelino getting sent off. So first of all, which of the two managers will actually be the happier with this result? What do do you think, Ewan? I think it has to be Calleja. As much as Villarreal have grown and grown over this course of the century, they are still the underdog in this derby, even when they're at home. And after a quite disappointing result against Rangers on Thursday night when they blew the lead twice, I think it was important for Villarreal and especially for Calleja, a club which isn't known for its patience sometimes with managers. It was important to just not lose it. And they didn't. And what about Valencia? What on earth is going on? Still no win. So far this season, five La Liga games, one in the Champions League. What, what, can you put your finger on anything, Alex? Uh, I personally cannot. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't look at all like the Valencia that we saw last season. I think everyone is a, a bit shocked. And, and this season, it felt like finally we're having Valencia from the start of the season in a good spot. And they can maybe actually come and, and be up there and, uh, and challenge Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atletico. But that's not at all what we're seeing. We're seeing a team that is so all over the place so yeah I don't really know what to say about it. No I have to say I'm clueless I mean I think actually one thing that I think is making a difference is Jeffrey Kondogbia's absence I think him not being in the centre of the park alongside Parejo they seem to understand each other's roles so I think that might well be one of the things uh, that is going wrong with Valencia. Actually this was our chosen game on YouTube for Partidasa Predictions. So uh, for those of you who, who don't know, every Friday uh, we pick a weekend game and four of the La Liga Lodan squad give their predictions on it uh, in 30 seconds. This one, admittedly, uh, one of the trickier ones. Actually, we had all three outcomes covered in our predictions. Uh, so the results are, well, quite simply, Ewan gets all the points, no one else gets any of the points. And what it means in terms of the overall table, Ewan moves on to eight points because it's three points for the correct uh, scoreline one point for the correct result um, Paco is on five Alex is on four Roman is on four and I'm on two it is a marathon not a sprint though uh, I am the tortoise not the hare so be aware um, right that is it for part one of this La Liga Lodan mini pod plenty more to come in part two we discuss the utterly nuts game between Levante and Sevilla uh, goals galore as well at Baleidos and Vallecas and four Basque teams involved and almost all of them got a win we are back after the briefest of breaks see you in a sec One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to this La Liga Lowdown mini pod with Redis Sakana, broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America with myself, David Garrido, and I have alongside me Ewan McTeer and Alex Johnson. Uh, we have covered Barca 2, Girona 2, Real Madrid 1, Espanyol 0, Getafe 0, Atletico 2, and Villarreal 0, Valencia 0. But what about the rest of the weekend just gone? Well, quite literally the steam coming off the keyboard for our very own Ewan as he covered Levante versus Sevilla for us on the Twitter feed. Uh, we are at La Liga Lowdown on Twitter, by the way. Uh, if you didn't know, we do know that both these teams have the capacity for a bit of craziness when the mood takes and they were both up for it on Sunday. So actually, as it happened, I just boarded my flight uh, to Madrid when this game was taking place. So when I landed, I just obviously switched off my phone, uh, had a look at a website and saw Levante 2 Sevilla 6. Obviously, I've missed quite a lot. Ewan, you're going to get 30 seconds to try and sum this up. Go. Okay, I don't think I can even name all the goal scorers because that would take far too long. And I've just spent a few seconds telling you <laughs> that that would take far too long. Basically, what you need to know from this game is that as much as Sevilla won by four goals, there was a crucial moment when it was 2-1 and Morales had a penalty which could have made it 2-2. It was saved, didn't make it 2-2 and Sevilla just romped away after that. First time they've scored six away from home in La Liga as well. And uh, hat-trick for Wissam Ben Yedder. Pablo Sarabia now with eight for the campaign, I think it is. So, yeah, things looking up. And actually, uh, 11 goals in the space of four days for Sevilla. 5-1 against Standard Liège at home in the Europa League. 6-2 away to Levante. Have things finally clicked now for Pablo Machin or is there still some work to do here, Alex? I think there's still some work to do. I think this is one of those cases, as we've seen sometimes with big teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid, when they are struggling in the league, for example, and they just lose it all and just get all of the goals that were sitting there. But I do think that Pablo Machine is in a good place at the moment, but he's not really there yet. I'm actually going to shout out one of our followers on Twitter at this point, Samsunda Mishra, who always gets in touch with us, always likes retweets and gets involved. And he said that, that Carlo Ancelotti famously said after Real Madrid had won a game by nine goals to one, he said, actually, I'd rather have nine one nil victories than this one win. Uh, I think you've made a very, very similar point there, Alex. Uh, but there were some other goal-filled, thrilling games. Only six of them in the next one, though. Celta drawing 3-3 with Real Adolid. They came back from 2-0 and 3-1 down. Celta are taking the lead through Iago Aspas and Maxi Gomez both scored and assisted for the other then Oscar Plano to narrow the deficit for the lead just before half time Aspas again opened up the two goal lead and Enes Unal with a 3-2 goal for the visitors and then Leo Suarez with a 90th minute equaliser Valladolid picking up another precious point in their battle for survival this season now Alex, you said in your match preview video on Twitter that this is La Liga and anything can happen. And indeed, it did. But you also filmed Yago Aspas in the mix zone. And he told us that he felt that the equaliser for Valladolid could have come at 2-2 or at 3-3, but he just felt it was coming. But how do you explain how Celtic gave it away? 
It felt like one of those matches where it feels too easy. Celta got two goals already after nine minutes, and it felt like this is going to be a walk in the park, but it was not. But what they did was they relaxed too much. They started to feel too much that they had it under the control. And then the second thing was that they really missed Hugo Mayo, because I think all three goals came from the left, left flank where he would have been, uh, and instead Nacho could pretty much do what he wants. Mm. Um, that was one of the main things for Celta. Mm. Yeah, one of the most dependable right-backs in La Liga, no doubt about that. Um, you Ewan, Valladolid, three draws, two defeats. How are they shaping up in their battle to stay up? I mean, they have a great defence and I think that's most important. OK, they conceded three goals in this game, but they came into this weekend with the best defence in all of La Liga. And I think they'll probably scrape enough victories together to stay up. So, yeah, I'm confident. Yeah, they look kind of robust, don't they? They look like they've, they've got something about them that are going to make life difficult for a number of other teams. OK, well, from Valladolid to another of the promoted teams and Rayo Vallecano were back at the Campo de Fútbol de Vallecas. They probably wish they'd stayed away. Uh, the stadium passed safety tests before the game. You might remember earlier this season that their home game against the Athletic Club uh, had been postponed. Uh, but the team itself didn't pass the test posed by Alaves. In fact, they failed it miserably. Shimon uh, Navarro with the opener, lovely flick from a free kick. Then Raul de Tomas nabbing an equaliser uh, for Rayo. His first since joining on loan from Real Madrid on his full debut for Rayo. But an Ibai Gomez super strike, and we're getting used to them, uh, put the visitors back in front and a man up as well because off the ball... It was an elbow used again by Abdullahi Bar, and it was really quite mindless. That obviously made it much harder for Rayo. And then 3-1 to Alaves through Jonathan Cayeri. 4-1 with another smart finish from Ibai Gomez. This on the volley on his right foot. And then Burgi came off the bench to finish it off. Rayo won, Alaves 5. Another bit of history here. It was Alaves' biggest away win in their La Liga history. Question is, what's up with Rayo? Uh, already some big defeats. Sevilla on the opening day. And now this one, what's happening? I think the problem for Rayo is that they've had a very Rayo-esque start to the season. So off the pitch, they've had the stadium issues that you just discussed. Uh, their transfer business, a lot of it was really late. Raul de Thomas, you mentioned as well, has only just made his full debut. So Rayo haven't given themselves a good starting point for La Liga at all. Alex, uh, three wins on the bounce for Alaves. Ten points from five games. Now, Abelardo said that that means that they've got a quarter of the way towards their target. Obviously, he's talking about 40 points to stay up. Um, but what do you think Alaves can re realistically achieve this season? Uh, I think going into the season overall, I've been very excited to see what Alaves can do this season because we saw just what they did with Abelardo during the short time that he was there in the end of the second season and now they have him from the start and what can they really achieve and I think that obviously they're probably not going to reach Europe or win La Liga or anything like that but I definitely think that they can quite early get pretty safe in the table and will not have to worry about both going down uh, and I think that is their big goal as well and it's going to be very exciting to see how they're going to do that and uh, and just follow them this season. Um, let's just round up the remaining games on match day five then. Eibar won Leganes nil, a Kike header enough uh, for Jose Luis Mendilibar's side at Ipurua. Um, interesting Friday night game. Huesca nil, Real Sociedad won. Mad game at the Estadio del Alcoraz. Decided in the end by a Mikel Merino goal. Really lovely goal, actually. Just kind of placed it very well with his left foot. Um, and then Juan Mi got sent off for two yellows in 12 seconds. Uh, Teo Hernandez was also shown red for slapping Damian Musto. Uh, although uh, the nine men held on for the win, Acer Garitano does really have real selection problems now. Not just suspensions, but injuries as well. And also the game at the Benito Villamarín. Betis 
assist to Athletic 2. Uh, Iñaki Williams uh, scored early, assisted by Raul Garcia, who then scored himself. Athletic 2 up. Away from home inside 20 minutes, Mark Bartra got one back just after half time. Sergio Ganales with the equaliser shortly after that. 2 2, it finished. Let's just show you the top of the table. So, Barcelona have 13 points from five games and a superior goal difference to Real Madrid, who also have 13 points from five games. Alaves are third, as we discussed, 10 points from five games. And then a trio of teams on eight points from five games. So, that's Celta, Atletico, and Girona. And at the sharp end, Real Valladolid, third bottom with three points from five games. Rayo, a second bottom, three points from four games. And Leganes, are bottom, one point from five games. Uh, as we always do, overall weekend, we ask you for your three-word verdicts on Twitter. And uh, these are a few of those that have come in. Uh, Rehealed has gone for Red Card Fiesta. Uh, yes, yeah, seven of them in La Liga this weekend. And Odrio Zolite goes for Expect the Unexpected. What about you, Alex? What, what what do you want to go for in terms of a three-word verdict? Because it's, it's a bit a bit of a peculiar one, isn't it? It's been all sorts of results this weekend. It really has, but I'm going to go for goals like buses. Why not? Absolutely. And you saw them yourself at Balaidos. Uh, Ewan, what's your three-word verdict on the weekend? Uh, I'm going to go for I Liga, uh, David. <laughs> Struggling there with the last one. That's okay. I don't mind. Um, I'm just going to be quite brazenly partisan and talk about Valencia, who are the team who many of you know I support. Uh, Valencia still winless. <sighs> anyway, uh, this mini pod being recorded on a Sunday night, as well as uh, the World Football Summit coming up in the next few days, we have La Liga match day six kicking off on Tuesday, which means that we have seven straight days of Spanish football to look forward to. Oh, yes, we do. Let's have a look at the fixtures then. On Tuesday night, Espanyol versus Eibar, Real Sociedad against Rayo, Atletico at home to Huesca. Interesting games on Wednesday in particular. Athletic take on Villarreal at San Mames. Leganés welcome Barcelona to Butarque. Sevilla against Real Madrid at the Sanchez Pizjuan and Valencia against Celta. And then on Thursday, we've got Alaves entertaining Getafe. It is Valladolid against Levante at the Jose Sorria and Girona finish off the match day against Betis. Right, well, that pretty much rounds up uh, this mini pod. My thanks to you and McTeer and Alex Johnson for hanging out on the mini pod. Nice to see your lovely faces actually in person. And if you're wondering what these two look like, well, the best way to find out is obviously to check out our YouTube channel because they feature on it regularly. Go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Liga Lowdown. Or if that's too much to remember, just put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. And there are also mini profiles of these two and the whole of the squad on our website as well, uh, along with all of our content in the same place. It's www.laligalowdown.com. Uh, there is our Twitter feed as well. We've mentioned it already. Don't forget, we are at La Liga Lowdown on Twitter. Plus, if you like what you're hearing, just be amazing. Give us a five-star review on this mini pod. We really do appreciate it. We will love you forever and a day. Uh, that is all La Liga Lowdown. We'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 